everybody. This is So Many Sequels, and I am Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Uh, we are in our <laughs> our Halloween month of Halloween movies. It's, of really, half, it's really half-assed, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> only, only like half the it's time not, is it horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This has been, I'm going to be real, it's been a hell of a flop, but <laughs> it's yeah. been all right. It's been all right today. <laughs> Yeah, we've been seeing new movies. That's true. Exactly. We certainly did. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the 1996 Peter Jackson film, Classic. The, the Classic, starring Michael J. Fox and no one else of real note. Um, Jake Busey, Harley nope. Army, absolutely not. To none of that. Arlie, Ar- Arlie Ermey is not of note because he's only himself in every movie he's ever in. That's true. I even looked I looked at Garrett when that part came on and said, I do not, the last thing I needed was Arlie Ermey being Arlie Ermey in this friggin' movie. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. The only, the only thing better would be like a William Shatner showing up. You right, know? is that sort of him being like, hey, I'm also a ghost. So. Oh my God, you guys, I am so much a ghost. Somehow, What's my motivation? This, what am I trying to scare? Somehow this was Andrew's choice of a Halloween movie. Um, it, it is an even worse choice than David's pick of Identity. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We liked Identity. We liked mm-hmm. Identity, but we agreed it wasn't Halloween. <laughs> wasn't Halloween, but it, it wasn't was Halloween. That's what I, I'm strictly saying it wasn't Halloween, and this was even less Halloween. I don't know. Was, I will argue right. that it is only Halloween because there are actual ghosts. And so what? I mean, so what? Who cares? It had a little Halloweeny vibe. Kinda. I'll make a better argument that this is closer to Halloween than Identity was. Yeah, Identity mm. was scarier than this, though. Yeah. I'll fight. I'll fight you, but that's not the point. The point is, I will go first. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. What? I thought it was Don't so figure. horrible. Damn. It was remarkably unfunny. There was not even an attempt to make humor. It was tragic. It was tragically bad. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I don't I don't lean it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I I don't really I don't know what else to say because I truly cannot. I personally cannot find redeeming qualities. Um, hmm. I think Michael J. Fox was not his charming self. He was a bit of a jerk. Um, so that factors out. <laughs> um, everyone else in the movie is just not good. Um, the special effects hold up terrifically bad. Um, the story makes little sense because it's like two movies in one. Mm. And I've never felt a less than two hour movie last longer. <laughs> I, I, I hated funny. this movie. <laughs> well, it should default now to Andrew since it was Andrew's pick, I think. I don't care who goes to next. I may have nothing else to say this whole episode. I have so you'll find, you'll find things to say, I, I think. I'm so in- incredibly disappointed. I want to I hear everybody else. <laughs> oh, really? I don't lean as hard into the hate camp as Josh, but I'm very close. Mm. Um, I... I, I agree with the two movies in one because I don't even know what the first hour and ten minutes was for or Trash. about or Bullshit. anything. But Nothing. the last the last forty five minutes, the last forty five minutes, I was like, oh, 
well, if you would have given me this, I would have been super into it. But because I hated the first hour and 10 minutes so much, I was angry that I liked the second half for many reasons. First of all, I was angry that I liked it because the <laughs> way it was so bad in the first half. The second reason I was angry is because if they would have given me this, it would have been a better movie. And I was angry that I didn't get this the first hour and a half. And the third reason I was so angry was because it just, it just made me mad. The, the fact, I don't know, I don't, it just made me angry because I wanted to like that part and I did like that part. Um, but everything else was so dumb. There was no, there, it was not funny. Uh, at no point in time did I laugh at all ever it was like an adult uh, trying to make a children's movie but for adults not children yeah there's a there's an episode of psych it's a halloween episode of scary Sherry. if you've seen it the four of you have mm-hmm. uh he it's basically takes it's like a halloween episode that takes place in a um, mental institution and there's this legend about this woman who was like haunts the town or whatever on halloween this felt like an hour and a 10 minute Halloween special of a TV show. It didn't feel like a real movie. Nope, it, it felt, felt like a TV. A, yeah, it felt like an ABC family movie. And it was like, it was sad because- Boom, boom, hit him with the, hit him with the insults. <laughs> it Let's was sad right. because this, it came across, <laughs> this movie was so bad, it came across as like, Michael J. Fox has been re- just like a Hallmark star for the last five years. And it was a, it was <laughs> the new one that he yeah. came out with. It's like if Hallmark did so Halloween bad. movies. Yes. It was really, really terrible. So. I, 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 during that, I thought of my one redeeming quality of it. And it was one performance that I did find interesting. And it was Jeffrey Combs as the FBI agent who was so weird that he was interesting to watch. Mm. I enjoyed how crazy he was. He was but, like, he was like if Mulder went off the deep end. But again, I will say I was very intrigued by the last half of the movie where, where the whole thing was finally coming together. It took an hour and 10 minutes of like a completely different movie because the first half of the movie felt like I was going to get this con man, uh, silly slapstick paranormal investigator. And then that never amounted to anything. And then it became dark and serious. It's like, pick, pick a lane, yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're Casper or identity. Like, that's what we got. That's too drastic of a shift in one movie for me to handle. You gave me Casper, and then you gave me identity. What is wrong with you? I will also say, I think the, a mistake that we made, being the, who I'm pretty sure are the two haters of this group. Yeah. Um, you haters. And we have got, we have probably got to stop this, is we watched the trailer before the movie and it set the bar so friggin' low. Yeah, It was the most 90s, most (laughs) horrible trailer because it literally did portray the movie like a goofy children's Casper type film. It was over the top goofy and then the movie did not deliver that uh, even close. I can't stress how not funny I found this movie. While in the trailer, they were like, Michael J. Fox is chasing ghosts. (laughs) I've never seen the trailer. Well, maybe you should watch it now that that you've seen the movie, because I I might have to stop. I can't. Because if that's how... No, I can't. Is it my turn? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I'm All done. Right. Yeah, because Andrew wants to be go kind last. of embarrassing because I have to give this now a glowing mediocre review. Like <laughs> I have to. I'm all on the side of I thought this movie was good, but I didn't necessarily love it. I thought it was fine. You know, the thing is, it's so great that you mentioned Casper the Friendly Ghost, because that was what I was thinking for the first hour of this movie. Yeah. And as it went along, I was like, you know, I could see if you're like putting together like a marathon of like you know, nice stories that are kind of like, you know, supernatural themed, right? You like Ghostbusters, Adam's Family, Casper the Friendly Ghost, uh, Beetlejuice, and the Frighteners. And that'd be like a pretty good, be a pretty good collection of like, hey, I just, I, I don't, I'm not into scary movies, but I like, you know, creepy, weird looking stuff. You know, I have a thing for Tim Burton. These kind of people, right? The Frighteners is probably pretty fun. Um, I thought the story was was fine. I did think that it was kind of weird how it did make kind of a hard transition. I thought we were going towards like, like supernatural rom com for a while because yeah. obviously there was a situation between Michael J. Fox and a lead actress. Uh, forgot the actress's name. I think the character's name was Lucy. Uh, they were together, and her boyfriend had just suddenly died, so he was there as like a ghostly third wheel. And I kind of thought, okay, here's our here's our dynamic. And I, I did like the I liked the side characters, uh, the ghosts that worked with him. Um, but it was kind of like it was kind of like man, there's no star power with those those three. Gene McBride, um, Michael J. Fox, just what what? Gene McBride, he was in Boston School something. I don't you bet to get you bet to get <laughs> muted. <laughs> Talking about Gene McBride, but no, you're exactly right. Kind of funny. <laughs> he was, was, in, I think the guy he was an undercover brother. The, I think the guy who played the judge. Uh, was played Michael J. Fox's character in the sequel of Teen Wolf. <laughs> so that's kind of a weird thing that like, I don't know. anyway, so <clears throat> anyhow, it was very much like, I feel like honestly that movie, that beginning uh, would have been fine. And honestly, the second half, like you guys said, would have been really good too. Uh, it took a little while for the, 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 the idea of like these numbers being carved in people's heads to develop into the full storyline. Although if you're really paying attention, you can kind of see the roadmap of where that's headed. Uh, I did think, here's what I'll say. I have a question. Maybe Andrew can answer this as to the dynamic between the lady, uh, the lady who, who, who was with Jake Busey and her mother. Cause like spoiler alert, y'all she kills her mom at the end. All right. And I just kind of had to wonder, why did she not do that forever ago? Because it seems like the mom is protecting her because she's a little crazy. And she's like, I'm going to protect her. And so, like, she waits until, like, oh, I guess I'll just do it now for, you know, because we're kind of caught. But it's like, why, why, why has she been hanging around with this lady all this time when she clearly is the one who actually has the power in the relationship? I don't I know. Got the power. But, I, uh, I will say. I will say to finish it off. I, my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is actually where they're in the hospital and Michael J. Fox is like living between the two worlds. He can see what's going on in the past uh, while also seeing what's going on, you know, in the present uh, and how those two things are kind of like going back and forth. I thought that was actually kind of neat. I kind of wish honestly the movie had more of that kind of feel kind of like a, uh, what was that show? The dead zone. Did that yeah. do that? Didn't that do that? Where he mm -hmm. could like see somebody's past. Like, yes, I kind of thought that they could have done a little bit more with that type of stuff. Um, I thought that the effects for the time period were pretty good. Um, they would be outclassed by today's standards, but when you, I think at the time, 
1996. I think this is the most visual effect shots ever in a movie. Um, and uh, I know that. So for on that ground, I, I give it credit for 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 pushing the limits at the time. Um, I kind of wish there was more general star power because, like you said, other than um, the oh, who's the fake FBI agent or the real FBI agent? What was Hammers? Hammers. That's it. Other than him, nobody else really stood out in a in a in a really good way. Um, well, and that's why I said it was a TV all. movie because you got big name Michael J. Fox, right? You got that guy who's the FBI guy who you like know, but like you don't know why you know him, but you know you know him. And then you have the main character who is, and no disrespect to her, she is made for TV movie Andy McDowell. Like she looked like Andy McDowell, but wasn't, and you knew she wasn't, but they were like, that's the look we're going for. <laughs> and that's why it's made for TV movie. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go Andrew. Go ahead, Andrew. So I'm gonna, I, I, I'll say I liked it, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I do have some, it's not like a, it wasn't like a, oh wow, a uh, 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 hidden gem. No. Five stars, people. Five stars. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you could have possibly found funny. There wasn't a fart joke in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Except that the whole thing wasn't shit. <laughs> so, okay. This is what I have to say. The movie, the first half of the movie, I feel like is very, very <laughs> just goofy as hell it's the most it's the goofiest damn thing ever mm-hmm. there are elements that it does set up towards the end toward, uh, towards the second half the second half is really where is really where like uh the heart of the movie is and i think that's what i think that's what peter jackson was trying to go for he should have made it better in the <clears> first <throat> half because i didn't care yeah that's true but like upon watching this yeah the humor doesn't work I I totally get that. Um, the effects, again, like what David said, were not good. I mean, we're good for the time. They're not good now. They haven't aged. What I liked about this movie was how well everything came together. I actually thought that the writing in the second half, yeah, is pretty damn good. Yeah, I like I like the second half. Like it's the the second half actually does pick up because yeah, I first saw this movie uh, whenever, whenever it was on television and I didn't think very much of it. And then when I saw it, I'm like, you know, that's, it's not bad how they put it together. I will say that this is not a great movie. Wow. This is not a great Crazy. movie. What you just give it five stars for? No, no, no. <laughs> no that's geez. his scale. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It wasn't that good. Five stars. I hated it. Uh, also five stars. <laughs> I hated Great it movie, three stars. But really um, good movie, two stars. <laughs> um but like this this movie in particular this movie in particular I think kind of sets the stage for sets the stage almost for a transition in Peter Jackson's work. Because before Peter Jackson did The Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson did numerous like horror films. He did a he did a movie called Bad Taste. He did a movie called Meet the, Fe- Meet the Feebles. He did a movie called, uh, Dead. I think it's called Dead Alive. At least in the U.S. it's called Dead Alive. Mm-hmm. And he's known for these almost, for lack of a better term, splatterific movies where it's completely gory. 
the the humor is completely just nothing but camp. But <clears throat> at the same time, this this movie also kind of gave birth to Way to Digital and Way yeah. to Studios, which is his, and he was making good use of it. Um, I loved the score. I loved the uh, the music score. Yeah, I loved yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I liked that Michael J that I wish Michael J Fox kind of went out on a better note and when come when it comes to being in movies mm -hmm. but this movie in particular this movie in particular probably wasn't his best and uh, what is that Michael J Fox's best movie we need well, a back to the future of that back to the future yeah do it I guess so yeah um do it little, but, yeah but all in all, I would say I would say I I personally like this movie, mm -hmm. just because it's a good, it's a movie that I would watch right around Halloween. Oh, no offense, I just would never watch this movie again if you paid me. Okay, you don't There's have a lot to. can be said for nostalgia here. Okay, sure, yeah. a lot. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I I personally like this movie just because of how <clears throat> of how like. The, the pieces are built and also the transition from from uh, like Splatter Days, Splatter Days Peter Jackson to Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson to high fantasy Peter Jackson. And it really does kind of really does kind of do that, I feel like. And I think that's why I like the movie more now than I ever have, which is not by a big margin. I would say this movie is good. I would like to, if I may, read a, read a few lines from Roger Ebert's 1996 review of this film. Oh, please! Oh, cool! I always love when we when we when we summon Ebert. Yes, we got to summon Ebert. <laughs> he, he is the he's the granddaddy of film reviewers, and of course, you can find his his reviews at RogerEbert.com. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm quoting Roger Ebert here. <clears throat> Incredible. The amount of work that went into the Frighteners and appalling. <laughs> um, he then goes on to compliment the special effects a bit and then says, but all of that incredible effort has resulted in a film that looks more like a demo reel than a movie. Like the kind of audition tape a special effects expert would put together, hoping to impress a producer enough to give him a real job. <laughs> One of the most excruciating experiences for any movie lover is to sit through a movie filled with frenetic nonstop action in which, however, nothing of interest happens. Oh. The Frighteners is a film like that, a film that compels me to break my resolution to never quote Shakespeare's, quote, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. It is like watching a random image generator. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to give that film two thumbs down. <laughs> and I could not agree more. Woof. Yep. You know, uh, uh, that was a harsh review it. from Ebert. And I felt like I needed to read Ebert to give myself and Garrett a little bit of validity here. Yeah. <laughs> that Thank even you. the experts, some of them, <laughs> thought this was hot trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, dig up, a, dig up a positive review. And from AV Club in your yeah, we got one from uh, Andrew underscore Nichols. Uh, <laughs> this movie's five stars. It's great. <laughs> got one from uh, uh, a what 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 is it? C uh, C Andrew photos. Uh, Some guy named Caleb. I'm gonna do a rewrite 
and uh, think that you could have taken this movie in the two different directions that it could have been. And I think those would have been good movies. You lean into the slapstick private eye investigator using ghosts to uh, cause paranormal activity and scam them out of money. I like that idea quite a bit. If you make that the focus and then they stumble into something that's not as scary as what they gave us in the second half, but like a legit thing that he now is the only one that can solve with his ghost buddies. That is a Casper kid friendly Halloween movie right there. Somebody can take it and have it. Uh, the, other, the other way is you lean into the terror where he is legitimately trying to warn people that crazy stuff is happening. Nobody takes him seriously because they think he's a con man. And this woman comes into town and her husband dies and then they have to figure out like all the murdery stuff and tie it to the uh, killings earlier. Or you show the killings because it took too long to get to the killings. Um, you show that first and then we piece it together as we continue to see Michael J. Fox uncover all of this stuff. Um, yeah. I think those would be better movies in their own path. Maybe so. The first movie is still bad. Um, the second well, movie yes. is maybe watchable. No, the first movie is still bad, but it's in the line of Casper and like just a campy kid movie. But it is interesting that there are two, essentially two movies inside this one movie that is kind of uh, a haphazard made for TV movie because uh, uh, apparently this movie was conceived as essentially a spinoff episode of Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. um, it was going to be part of the Tales from the Crypt universe and somehow it became its own feature film instead. Um, I, and I just saw that as I was reading that in that variety said that they thought it would have been better off if it had remained an episode of the TV show rather than being fleshed out into a feature length film. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I think people would have even, I think people might even gone to see it. Yeah. Cause as we'll find out later, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 I would say three good reasons. And, and we'll talk, we'll, I'll, I'll get into those in a bit, but, um, I do want to say, so uh, I do have one more, I have one other really good thing. I think there's, there, so I had the, I had the scene with the flash with the, with the Michael J. Fox in two places at once uh, living both versions of the time, like the events. But I do want to give one other scene. It was where hammers is like directly inter like, uh, like interrogating Michael J. Fox and he's just throwing accusations at him. And it's like, man, you know, in the real world, those pretty damning evidence is like your wife dies with a number carved in her head and then a few years later people just start dying and you're conveniently around all of them it's not good and so michael j fox his character uh, uh uh frank is that it frank yeah yeah he starts having a like a real actual breakdown in the in the in the interrogation and he's like at hammers i'll tell you what the guy did a great job because i was this was genuinely one of the few parts where i did laugh because he's like you're trying to do it right now you're trying to kill me with your mind. But he's like, and he like rips open his, his, his shirt and he's got like a lead vest underneath. And he's like, I have a ghost proof vest on. <laughs> he's like freaking out. I thought the whole build up to that. Cause I was actually genuinely getting a little bit sad for Michael J. Fox's character. I was like, man, what a, like a traumatizing situation to be in is this guy's conjuring up all this imagery of your dead wife and then accusing you of murdering more people. And you literally your best alibi is, the Grim Reaper did it, not me. Like, but see, and that scene, while I agree, is a decent scene of the movie. 
it is also a perfect example as to why I don't like that. Uh, do I don't like this movie? Because once it started getting into the backstory of Michael J. Fox's character and getting darker, that was what I was interested in. And then as soon as he ripped open his chest, it sucked it all out because I thought it was so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're getting all this deep. And then all of a sudden he's like, what first? I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, you were so close. Yeah, I feel like this movie tried to hang its hat on like some stuff that like just isn't, I don't know, for me, isn't that funny. Uh, I like the tearing open of the vest of, of the shirt uh, in the like in the in a in a in a with a sh- vest on uh, that's supposed to protect you from having your heart ripped. Uh, I think that in a vacuum, that's kind of that's fine. But like a lot of it seems like, hang on, like, oh, <laughs> he's here. We're gonna take a moment. He's gonna put down a uh, put down a hemorrhoid donut. Like, oh, uh, that was oh my god, that hurt. Like, me. that hurt. That me was so just kind of like okay, uh, all right, yeah, all right. I I yeah. I guess that's pretty close to a. a butt joke it was was, when he pulled that out and and then they made that a whole thing i that was what really did that's what killed me right there um i think that was the nail in my coffin where i hated everything and then it got good and then i was like well son of a bitch i'm so bad because they had a donut scene and now i'm pissed yeah it's actually good yeah when jake Busey's melting like 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 tar face is like on a on that that uh headstone i was like this is a pretty cool moment this is nice like I was like kind of disappointed that the reveal was that Jake Busey was uh, the, the the spirit that had been doing this, but I was like, "This is a cool looking like effect." Is is Jake Busey's like just uh, face in blackness, just sitting on this tombstone and like oozing down? I thought that was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, and I think that I think that there's there is a, I think a fair criticism of this movie is what Re- Ebert speaks to. Um, and I'm glad I, I, it's good in a way that the movie was made because it did help, uh, as, as Andrew said, uh, Weta or, 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 uh, how did you pronounce it, Andrew? I, I pronounced it Weta. I don't know which it actually is, but one of the pioneering and one of the today to this day, um, best, uh, visual effects, uh, studios in the, in the world, uh, continue to advance their craft. And like, this was one of the first movies that they did where they really had to use a lot of visual effects because they had to do all these shots with these ghosts and this yeah. Grim Reaper character that they tried to do, they tried to do uh, with practical and it didn't look good with anything they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I enjoyed I mean... it for the most part, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like great. I probably will not watch it again. Like here's the thing though, with the special effects. We've seen it better done prior to this movie. Like, Beetlejuice has better special effects, and it came out almost a decade earlier than this. I don't know about like that, the, but, yeah. It literally, no, it's better special effects. <laughs> it's not debatable. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're pretty grimy, but I, I don't know. Uh, in terms of the special effects, um... They were all I'm going to say is is what I said earlier, and that's they're good for the time. And it was yeah, they good. were good for the time. There was a lot. I mean, yeah. there are more special effects in this movie. Like it's a, it was a, a huge amount of the, uh, of the budget went to this. In fact, Universal because they, Universal like I guess believed in this movie, but didn't doesn't seem to based on their actions in a lot of ways, gave the movie extra time to get finished because. They had, because there were so many more effect shots that had to be finished 
done. And back then that stuff took months to finish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it takes a long time now, but it doesn't take as long to do what they were doing here, but they gave it more time. They bought like something like 15 more computers and 15 like and hired 15 more people to send to New, New Zealand to finish it. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big investment. And so I, I, it's crazy that, uh, it's crazy that the movie, uh, uh, kind of happened at all, I guess. Cause I guess yeah. you're right. I, y'all, I don't got nothing else to say. I've I've exhausted the link <laughs> of you. <laughs> and just defended this movie as best he can. Yep. I I don't think I can't I don't think I convince anybody else that it's a great movie. No. Which it really it really isn't it's not a great movie. It's more or less a fair movie. But you really like it. And that's okay. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's okay. Did well. you fall asleep during this one, Andrew? I did not. Did you actually watch it again, or did you, you just going off memory? No, I watched okay. it this morning. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, well, do you want me to swap to to box office stats then? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's roll through it. Let's roll through it here. So, uh, the Frighteners debuted the weekend of July nineteenth, way back in nineteen ninety six. Uh, it finished in the number five spot with a three day opening of uh, just five point five million dollars. Um, never good to debut in the number five spot. That basically <clears throat> puts you down towards the bottom. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order than I normally would uh, because it wasn't a great week for almost anybody, and it's for a very good reason. So number four, The Nutty Professor. Uh, in its fourth week, it had been out for a month at this point, brought in $7.5 million. And number three, Courage Under Fire, uh, which is, uh, I think, uh, Denzel Washington, Meg Ryan. I think Matt Damon's in that movie. Yep. Um, that brought in $8 million in its second week. At number two, you had a Phenomenon doo, mm. doo, starring uh, John, Travolta. Uh, John Travolta. Yeah. Uh, Phenomenon 96. And then at number one, you had one of the biggest movies, if not, I think the biggest movie of the year. It's Independence Day. In its third weekend of crushing it at the box office, Independence Day brought in $21.2 million. So... And the funny thing was, Frighteners was supposed to come out in October, and they bumped it up six months, which is yeah. kind of uh, unusual even today, but it was I think it was unusual back then, too. They bumped it up to July because they really thought it was going to be – it was going to have uh, – get attention. But I, apparently, they pulled out on marketing this movie for the most part. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Yeah, they – well, The reason like, for it is what marketing they had was bad. Or, mm. or didn't convey the movie because I would say the best bit of marketing that they had for this movie is the poster of that demon coming through the, 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 the wall. Mm. But it's kind of totally misleading as to the, to the, to the scariness of the film. Cause when I saw the poster, I was like, Ooh, it's a scary poster. And then I watched the movie and I went, that wasn't anywhere in the movie really. I mean, there was, yeah, people coming out of the walls, but it wasn't that scary. Well, I also think that Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson was upset about that too, because uh, yeah, yeah, the movie was the movie was slated to come out in October of that year, and mm-hmm. they released it. They released it right around the time of the like of Independence Day, but also right around the time of the Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics and, in Atlanta. Yeah, and they were saying like they were saying like who who's who's gonna go who's gonna who's gonna go to the movies and watch a movie rather than watch the opening of the Olympics in America. 
Something, yeah. A movie that's clearly like a ghost and more kind of like Halloween, October type movie. Yeah. In the middle of July, when you got the Olympics or Independence Day going on. Yeah. Um, the other big factor against it, um, for no reason really at all, this movie was rated R. There was a, the, the violence was pretty good. Why? I mean, it, I guess if you're going back in the time, the only thing I can think of is the violence, and they say a few bad words here and there. But they say I, a few I mean, bad words. They, they don't say they don't say like the F word. They don't no. drop the F bomb. But Peter Jackson went back and added some of the gore after the MPAA refused to give him a PG-13. Oh, oh so he the went and made it work since they made it an R anyway? Yeah, yeah, since they wouldn't, pathetic. they wouldn't budge and give him a PG thirteen rating. He went back and put in like the scene where with the grand, with the mother where she gets murdered. He went and added all that blood and stuff, mm. um, and he went and added like that big weird uh, monster that drags them down to hell. Yeah, uh, where it was all gross and it was like going in their face and stuff like that. Um, he uh, he was like, well, if I'm not if I'm gonna have an R rating, I might as well put something in here that makes it seem m- more gory in that sense. But yeah, they wouldn't budge. There's not that many bad words. I mean, you know, they drop, they say a hole a few times there. I think there's a few shits, but yeah. other than that, like it's not an R movie at all. It's like barely no, even close. Uh, anyway, no. I want to go back to the marketing real quick because how do you market this movie? They are so they are genuinely so drastically different that if you market it as a horror movie and you go in and you see that first hour and ten minutes of camp, you're gonna be pissed. And then if you go in and market it as a kid's movie with that first hour and 10 minutes of camp, they're going to shit themselves in the second half. <laughs> I think you market it the right. same way they probably marketed Beetlejuice. Or I was going to say the same thing. You market it like Beetlejuice. Yeah. But if you, but it's if a you family get a, friendly, if you know, he couldn't get a PG-13 rating, then he can't, he has to choose a lane. Even really? Because with the that, marketing that we well, saw made it look like Casper. That's true. Yeah. It did. And even with the dark stuff at the end, it's not that bad. Like, I mean, I was a little creeped out by Gary Busey when he was like, we're so close. We're almost at Bundy's record now. I was like, that's kind of terrifying to say. But, uh, like, if you're eight years old, you're not going to know what the heck he's talking about. But I, I would also I'd also venture to say that there were more – there was more, like, like, uh, like grounds for an R rating for Beetlejuice than there was of this. And the reason why that is is because – Beetlejuice, they say the F word. They say the F word at least once. And and even even when I was a kid and I watched that and I'm like, wow, he actually said the F word. It, and this movie's rated PG. Like that's that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I will say the sandworms in that movie were terrifying. <laughs> the sandworms and honestly and, and when and when Beetlejuice came out as a snake, I I I kind of shy away from that even today because it's 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 very uneasy. Un, That's un, the un, not scare me in Beetlejuice. The two things that scared me in the movie Beetlejuice were that guy who was like roadkill and he's hanging on a wire, just being yeah. like moved around. I was like, how is that? Why? What? That man is just a head on roadkill. Yeah. And then uh, when um, I don't remember Gina Davis, who is it? Who, who plays the woman? When That's she stretches Gina. her face yeah. open and her eyes pop out the middle, that was nightmare fuel for me as a child. Yeah. Anyhow, somehow that that makes it a PG a PG movie. <laughs> so anyway, that's not a very bloody movie though, is it? So anyway, no. point, uh, 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 according to Box Office Mojo, which is not always accurate, so I did some extra research. I, I know that I've avoided going inside baseball lately, but here's a little bit. Uh, I think Josh will like this. There were no sequels in the top fifteen for this weekend of 1996. There was only one sequel in the top thirty, 
it was Homeward Bound 2 in the number 18 spot. That's good. I do like that. So no sequels in the top 15, uh, just one out there. Now, a lot of those movies would get sequels uh, that came out that weekend, but no other ones. So the Frighteners would go on to finish with just 16.7 millions in the United States over its theatrical run. 16.7? Yeah, just 16.7 over here. You had uh, 12.6 from over overseas from foreign markets, brought its worldwide total up to 29.3 million, which just barely beat its uh, reported $26 million budget. Uh, if you want to look at the top movies for 1996, uh, we've been here fairly recently, so I won't go through all the honorable mentions, but your top five are uh, Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, Jerry, Sp- Jerry Maguire, <laughs> I almost said Jerry Springer, and Ransom. Uh, we've been in 1996, like I said, a few times. Most recently, just this year, we watched Star Trek First Contact, as well as Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, Star Trek First Contact is the highest grossing sequel of, of 1996 in the number 17 spot. Uh, we also have reviewed Mission Impossible. Go check out that episode, as well as our Christmas time movie last year. I think it was my pick for Christmas, was uh, Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold, uh, the governor. And, uh, and Andrew, I already looked it up, so you can you just say yes or no. What was the what was the best picture winner for '96? Technically, it would have been awarded in '97, but '96. English Patient. It is Elaine's least favorite movie on Seinfeld. It is The English Patient. Just tell <laughs> your stupid about the stupid. Tell your story about the stupid desert and die. Um, <laughs> sex in a tub that doesn't work. All the good ones. Uh, anyway, that's it. I believe Garrett won the letterbox game last week. Garrett used to run the letterbox game every week, but we installed the rules. We changed it. I think it was Garrett's idea to install the rules of the rotating winner. Probably, I don't know. That was, that was <laughs> ages. That was seasons ago, David. That was seasons ago. Long, long time ago. Well, oh, no. you guys got good. any thoughts? Well, I'm going to suspect that people – uh for reasons unbeknownst to me like this more than i would um (laughs) but i still want to be a little conservative with it so i'm gonna give it an even 3.0 3.0 for josh i think people would like it for nostalgia factor and the fact that it's that it's a uh it's a Michael J. Fox movie directed by Peter Jackson, produced by Robert Zemeckis. So it's good. That doesn't mean it's good, but it means something to movie fans. But anyway, I am going to give it a. I'm going to give it a two point eight. You're going to guess a two point eight. Two point eight. I'm going to guess. Okay, so where, what do we have covered here? We have three. We three have 2.8. 2.8. Mm. I'm going to say, uh, you know what? I'm just going to take the high end. I'm going to say it because who knows? Like, like Andrew said, you make a good point. Michael J. Fox, a lot of people love Michael J. Fox, regardless. A lot of people love Robert Zemeckis. A lot of people love Peter Jackson. I'm going to say 3.5. So we got a three. From Jersey. Anywhere above 3.3. 2.8 for the Drew. And 3.5. Is that what you said? Yeah. For the, the David. One of you is very close. That one of you is 
David with a 3.4, according 3. to Letterboxd. 3.4. That's probably too high. That's way too high. Way too high. How much, based on how many ratings? Um, that is, let me see here. What, what do we have? Um, 19,118. That's a, that's a good amount. That's a good amount. Uh, anybody curious? The number one movie on Letterboxd for 1996 highest rating is Fargo. Wow, that's a good movie. We had a 4.2 for Fargo, so 3.4 is not that far off. Um, I would personally give it just like just a just a standard three. That's what I'd give it. I felt like you know if you want to watch this movie with your kids, they'll probably enjoy it more than you will. And uh, uh, like I said, put it in a Put it in a nice marathon of kind of not that scary, spooky movies. I would give this a solid just three. Oh well, cool. Three stars. And, and here come the here come the half. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that bad. It is going to go in the star category where I have two options. Um, it's either weak or enjoyable, but not good. And this one's definitely going in the weak section of that. Uh, I'll give it one and a half. Mm. Uh, it's a one for me. Oh, wow. A full it's one? Bad. It's bad. I'm surprised. But what is the difference maker for you on one and a half or one versus half? What is the difference maker? That's a good question because I we, we rarely stoop this low. <laughs> yeah, you do anyway. <laughs> I've not, I've not, this might be the lowest score you've given a so many sequels movie in years. So here are the movies I have given a half star to. And they, they range in reasoning. Um, a movie called The Snowman mm. came out a couple years ago. A horror movie, right? Yeah, allegedly with uh, <laughs> Val Kilmer. Um, Cars 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Superman 4, The Quest mm-hmm. for Peace. Yeah. And another yeah. movie that Garrett will remember called Oh, Ramona. Oh, Ramona. Yeah. Oh, Ramona. And I'm, and I'm struggling to, <laughs> to say that I hated it as bad as those four movies. But then again, I will also say that while we were watching it, I only half jokingly presented the idea of what if, what if Garrett and I at least made this the first movie that we just told you guys we walked out on because it's so bad we couldn't think of it. <laughs> because I sincerely wanted to turn it off. I, yeah. I'd rather stare at the wall. It was, it was very close, but for me, the reason, I, 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 we stuck it through, and I'm glad we did because the second half gave it that half-star bump. I would have given it a one-star as well. Would but you the rather? second half gave it a half-star because I was like, oh, I like that part. Would you rather have been scrolling through TikTok than watch this movie? That's for you, Josh. I don't do TikTok. Oh, he's gone. Well, I don't know. I'm have. I just had a sudden technical difficulty where I can't hear you guys anymore. Oh Uh-oh. no, Josh is gone. Well, so uh, unless we have anything else to say, we can just wrap it up. See, if I think I can... so. I Five know. star movie. Five star movie. Can you hear us again? Okay, now you're back. I don't. I just... Oh. Look at that. All right. All right. Well, my settings. It was a worth it was a worthless joke we made anyway. Y'all know I edit this podcast. <laughs> I will find out whatever you said. <laughs> we didn't say anything too bad. It's just bad that was a bad question. Um, um hang so on, that's... I got it. so we had two threes. 
Yeah, one and a half and a one. Mm -hmm. So we got uh, so many sequels score of two. 2.1. So that's got to be a two. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And that's it for Halloween. No more scary movies for us. We made it. <laughs> now, yeah. Challenges. Everything went well. Right. Uh, no. So we are out of movies on the wheel. Well, we're not going to spin the wheel, but not going to spin um, the wheel. There's nothing left to see. So I mean, right. But we are going to have one more episode for Halloween come out. Um, you know, this drops. This it's Monday when this comes out. Right. Halloween Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't fit another one in for next Monday. That would be silly. But we could we could pop out another episode maybe on, on Halloween night. Maybe maybe for Friday night so people can listen to it on Halloween day or something or Halloween morning. Mm. And um if you follow us on Instagram, you saw what we're doing. We put up a poll. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah. And we appreciate everyone who voted in that poll. I I particularly appreciate them um, because we put up the remaining wheel options in the poll and had you guys decide what are we going to watch next with a... uh, What were all the choices? What were all the choices? Oh, the the choices were Sleepy Hollow, The Color, Out of Space, The Conjuring, and The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And, And we did make sure to leave a note for people uh, that David doesn't want to watch a scary movie. <laughs> so our listeners, our followers on Instagram, were kind enough to have us watch The Conjuring. Of course. Um, for of Halloween course. this year. Of course. One but, of, but, I think, the scarier movies of well, the last 10 years. Um, well, and here's the thing. David doesn't like scary movies at all. No. David doesn't like scary movies at all. Andrew's not a big fan. And I hate, with a fiery passion, ghost haunting possession stories. yeah and i'm the so, only one who's seen this movie yeah so this is going to be torture for three of is it four. not actually as scary as it seems josh i think it's as scary <laughs> as it seems uh now i haven't seen it since it came out for for good reason but i remember being terrified of it right um i don't remember if it's if it's one of those jump scare movies i don't think it's so much that as much as now don't get me wrong i'm sure there's a few in there but i think it's mostly just this horrible tense dread i'm prepared to watch the movie like this great so you know what you know what i have to say to the fans is you know y'all suck screw (laughs) you no of course what wins you know you have a you have you you have a cult classic like sleepy hollow with johnny depp all right you have a new a fresh new movie, Color Out of Space, you could pick. All right, new, be new. No, you pick that, no. You have a classic, a legit classic in The Exorcist. You pick that, no. The you Exorcist would have scared produced, you, too. Big blockbuster, cinematic universe, nonsense, The Conjuring. <sighs> bunch, of, bunch of film bros for fans is what we got. Where's the cinephiles? You'd have been scared of The Exorcist, I, I think too. we need a recount. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Yeah. No, we're all gonna suffer together, but separately. Yep, yep, yep. And just for just 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 to get your imagination going, the the Conjuring is is based on a true story. Y'all, I don't hate that stuff. Based it's, on the, true the, story. the character, the characters in it are real people, at least the main characters. Didn't the Annabelle franchise spawn off this too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all part of the Conjuring universe. 
great, great. If you're lucky, you great. might. Oh, universe. Know, you might see Annabelle in this. I don't remember. Uh, all right. Well, I'm scared. Yeah. As of recording, you know, I am gonna, terrified. We're, we're going to watch this very soon. Yeah. And I'm already like anticipating it in a, honestly a negative way. <laughs> But but you get what you wanted. I got what I wanted. Listen, I can't I can't have a Halloween where I don't watch any scary movies. And quite frankly, I have not seen a single scary movie this entire month. The last time I the the last time I watched a scary movie was was whenever whenever we had watched Host on Shutter, and that was not really for Halloween. That was just just cause. Yeah, and I will say I've been watching. Halloween movies, trying to watch one every single day, like a scary movie every single day. And the ones that I, I usually try to pick ones that I don't see a lot or have never seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only been one that was like really, in my, well, two that were scary. Um, the Maniac, there's a movie called Maniac with Elijah Wood that's a remake of a 1980s movie. Uh, that one was really uncomfortable and it was really creepy. Um, and then a movie on Netflix called Alive that's a Korean zombie movie, but none of them that I've watched have been like legitimately scary. They've made me uncomfortable, a little tense, but not scared. And now it's going to happen, I guess. No, I mean, I didn't, enjoy, I mean, I was scared the whole time watching it chapter one and two. Whenever it's we scary. did that last year, two years ago, I don't remember when. Yeah. Um, those were scary. I didn't like those. I have a feeling this is going to be more in the category of it than it is identity. So I'm not happy at all. So, uh, <laughs> y'all like haunted houses, guys, right? No. You like uh, haunted houses? Nope. Hide your kids. Hide your kids. They conjuring everybody out here. They do. They conjuring everybody out here. Oh, okay. Boy. Well, be on the lookout for our conjuring episode sometime this week. Um, and then, you know, Halloween is sadly over, but we will be, I don't know, we'll figure out something to do in November before our Christmas movie season kicks off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, keeping out for all that too. You can find us online on Facebook, Instagram, and tw- Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch the video version of these podcasts. And if you're still not subscribed to us in your podcasting app, you should do that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Soundstooth, on Overcast. I'm just naming apps now. Any of those, subscribe and share us us with your friends. Um, You know, if you got a friend whose like favorite movie is The Frighteners, um, well, maybe don't send, maybe don't send them this, and Dara yeah, maybe Martha. lose them as a friend. Yeah, no. but, Martha uh, Think podcast. If, <laughs> if you have a if you have a friend who's a big fan of the Conjuring, get them signed up now so that they're ready for the fright fest that comes later this week. That's true. Um, and that's it. That's all we got for today. So uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>